Hey everybody, welcome back to the Vorloff Hour. We're here at Peace Tree, the Des Moines branch. And we're joined by, well, we got Jack. Hello. We got here. Nathan. Hey, I'm on mic this time. And we're joined by a special guest. Is it Dave or David? I go by Dave generally, yeah. Dave Eyeshad? Yep. Does your mom call you David? She does. She still okay, calls yeah, me David. Okay, yeah, we're not going to call you David. Is that when <laughs> you're in trouble or when you're not in trouble, though? No, she still just calls me David all mm. the time. Oh, but it's Dave with friends. Yeah. Okay. Not mom. <laughs> all right, Dave with friends. <laughs> Dave with friends. Dave, peace tree. Yes. You're the guy now. I I guess I am the guy now, aren't I? It's uh, started, you know, only six months ago, but I'm I'm coming up with recipes and writing schedules, so I guess... Nice. That Here. kind of puts me in that spot. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask him, Dave, Peace Tree, what's up with that? <laughs> like, that's Dave, where it starts. That would have been more succinct, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Not a great not a great start for me. I'm off to a bad start, y'all. It's, it's Wednesday. It's strange. It's snowy outside. Jack, get more of that mild in you. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're the mild, everybody. <laughs> We should, I guess we should start with what everybody's drinking here yeah. in the old Des Moines, Let's Des Moines, do Moines branch. Yeah. I'm, right. I got the 99 pills. I, I followed suit. 99 pills. Uh, I'm, I'm all about that high ABV. I want to get above 22 this year. Uh, we need to find that. Right. This isn't you. getting me there, but I still want that high ABV. Yeah. And this <laughs> is a War Tree whiskey, imper- whiskey barrel-aged stout. Yum. Incredible. English mild baby, you're the mild. <laughs> I keep pushing the narrative, but he keeps undoing my work. <laughs> Nathan keeps undoing my work at these things. He's always the no. Opposite. Nathan has his goal, and you have yours. You're drinking. We can miles, both have goals, and Nathan has to drink a beer above twenty two percent by the end of the year on yes. mic. On mic. On mic. Even better. <laughs> Dave, have you ever, ever had a beer that's above twenty two percent alcohol? The highest I've had is about eighteen. Yeah. What was that? Uh, that was a. I think it was from Odell Brewing in Colorado. That was a whiskey barrel aged. Yeah. Okay. What's the what's the utopias? It oh, keeps getting that's brought like up a, on this. Is that high twenties or early thirties? But it's like a blend of like nine. Do you different know utopias? Have you ever? Yeah. Heard? Yeah. From, yeah. Sam, from Adams. Sam Adams. Yeah. That's it's an like ab- that. It's an absurd beer. Yeah. I guess, but it's more like a. Would you say it's a beer? It's more like a fortified... That's fortified <laughs> barley wine, basically. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I've, I've had a thimble of it, and I'm going to be honest with you all. It's not very good. So it is an American strong ale. Okay. That's what it's categorized so, as. Yeah, so a, very, yeah. a, very wide, uh, a very wide umbrella here. Uh, we blended 50 different <clears throat> beers into it. Yeah. Uh, according to Total Wine and Drizzly, it is at 28% ABV. There you go. we got to oh. just find you Utopius, and we'll yeah. win. <laughs> Uh, it's only I'm, a four hundred dollar bottle of beer. Do you say. have six ninety nine for onlinelicker.com? I was wrong. It's six, six dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, six dollars and ninety nine cents. Well, the, guys, the secondary market is just could, crushing right now. We yeah, could, we could probably have the guild pay for this. <laughs> oh yeah, Noreen, if you're listening, we need the experience. Can, can I come back for that podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you have to. We brought it up on the one with you. That's going to be the end of the year where we share it with like every guest. <laughs> oh, we should go back and share it with everyone that we had on that year this year this year. this year 2023 yeah we haven't recorded that many that many episodes yet we could just stop and we could just have the whole bottle 
with ourselves and Dave. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> We're going to take a nine-month hiatus. <laughs> but right. Dave, so you're six months in, you said. Yeah. So can you give us your, I guess your... Story? Your story. Yeah. You know? Who yeah. are How'd you? You know, <laughs> beer, how'd you get into it? How did you get here and the in-between? All right. Well, uh, I was born and raised in Colorado, so, you know, kind of a, a beer haven as is. Yeah. You know, started. That's what they say. That's what they say. Coors did a lot for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Brewed in the Rockies. Um, but uh, went to school in Fort Collins, and uh, so right New Belgium and Odell right there. Um, just fell in love with craft beer, and so I started with uh, volunteering, you know, keg washing at a, at a small craft brewery in Fort Collins, and then just kept working my way up and uh, eventually started brewing at couple breweries out in Colorado and then uh was getting that was about 10 years of brewing and then uh decided ready for a new adventure and moved out to Iowa and uh had a chance meeting with the owner Megan of Peachtree and they were looking for a head brewer at the time and I had the experience and we got along and so you moved to Iowa before you got the job? I did. I actually moved to Iowa to work at a distillery out here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I worked at Foundry for a couple months, and then I I, I liked the distilling world, but I, I missed brewing too much, so I was really happy that I got to meet with Megan and get back into the brewery world. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm uh, – and pretty happy with it i'm i'm happy with it i'm really uh getting along well with my coworkers. that's always a worry when you go in somewhere new i feel like um but i i get along with them great and i have fun which is a a big thing for me going to work to have fun now going from colorado to iowa uh beer wise and brewing scene wise what did you expect to see here when you got here for like the brewing industry um i i was um pleasantly surprised actually with uh what is in iowa um i i i a lot of people think like oh colorado way better and it's like iowa's really good beer scene it really is it's it's up and coming i really think des moines is looking good um there's a lot of breweries really testing those boundaries of beers um i i thought maybe coming to iowa i would only see like your bush lights and well, there's still plenty of that. There is, but um, I, I like seeing a lot of the the smaller breweries out there that are around um, that are just that craft size and not just the big guys of Iowa. Like, you know, I knew about Toppling Goliath and everything before, but Flicks and Lua and places like 515 as well and Kinship, some of those fun little places like that that aren't really distributing well but they're making really good beer definitely yeah like so as a brewer i always like to ask what's your favorite beer to brew and what's your favorite beer to drink excellent question i always love that question as well um favorite beer to drink absolutely is a saison love love the this the fruit esters that come out of that yeast and uh all the complex flavors you can make with choosing the different styles. Um, favorite beer to brew is definitely probably a traditional IPA just because 
you get to do more <laughs> during the boil, adding sure, all the yeah. hops and stuff like that. And I do love a good traditional American IPA at the same time, but it's just, those are always fun to me, figuring out what hops to use, figuring out, you know, smelling a bunch of different ones before you brew it, figuring out what you want to do. Are you a big pastry boy? I am not huge on the pastries, but... <laughs> it's me clapping in the background. Yeah. So everybody knows. Um, speaking to... Listener, this man hates croissants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they have their place. People like them. I'm 100% for it. And if you want to brew it and drink it, absolutely, please do. That's what I love about beer is you get to have fun brewing it and you get to have fun drinking it. But it's just never been for me. <laughs> sure. I have to ask. I'm, an, I'm a newer school brewer, I feel like. Newer school brewer? It didn't roll off the tongue, but yeah, it works great. Yeah, new yeah. school brewer. No, no, no you new said school. it about. Yeah, you said it about as well as you could have. A yeah. newer school, newer schooler, the newest brewer. school. Yeah, the newer. Schooler. How I came into brewing was home brewing like hazy IPA. That's what happened, and then I, I mean, I like pastry stuff too. I'm not saying that's all what I drink. I'm a big lager head as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm drinking this tasty pills. It's like, is it is it legally allowed to be a brewer without liking loggers? I just, <laughs> I don't. I mean, well, I mean, I, I guess I haven't met a brewer personally that doesn't like lager. <laughs> Depends on the lager. Like That's I've true. met plenty of brewers that go, I hate Bush Light, but I mean, like, are you saying that because you hate Bush Light, or you hate saying that because you hate the idea of Bush Light? So do our, you drink Bush Light? No, God no, it's terrible. <laughs> but I also hate the idea of Bush Light. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it. It's uh, so sweet. A, a ma- it's just so sweet. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, is. those beers are sweeter. Um, I like a Budweiser. I Budweiser's like a fine. Coors Banquet. A Silver Jacket's fine, too. What's a Silver Jacket? A Coors, Coors Light. Oh. Coors. <laughs> <Yeah>. Silver <laughs> Bullet. Silver it's Bullet. A yellow oh, okay. Jacket. <laughs> yellow Jacket. Yeah, okay, that's I was right. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I got them mixed up. <laughs> okay. Guys, I was very confused there. For I don't want to get into the background of this whole day, but I'm going to make some <laughs> mix-ups. So for, for brewers, is, are lagers uh, more fun or challenging to brew? Like a good, is, that, is that why brewers love lagers, or why do, why do brewers love lagers? Low ABV. Crispy. And they're yeah. And crispy boys, yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. they, they are, they can be, I think they can be very time-intensive on the hot and cold side. Yeah, sure. I mean, the brew day isn't super exciting because there's, like, not a lot to the grist of one. It's mostly just one thing. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends how, like, are you decocting? Are right. you doing multi-step? Are you doing lodo? Like, anything like that? Like, if you're doing an American lager, you probably, you're definitely not decocting. And you probably <laughs> no. don't need to do, you probably can just do a single infusion. Maybe you would do a few steps, but... Besides that, but if you're going to tackle something like a German, Bavarian, Czech lager, for sure, you know, you can you can get as nerdy as you want to with that. And I think that's what, like, gets us as brewers excited. And then on the fermentation on the cold side, too, it's like it's a lot of babying the thing as well. Okay, so I'm a I'm a big coffee guy, like coffee, beer. they're, Mm -hmm. They're both top top tier interests for myself. And so when I go to a. A coffee shop I'm interested in that I think could probably do really good work, I get a shot of espresso and a pour over. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Those two things, good shops will do really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. And shops that don't have 
a high attention to detail or maybe don't carry really high quality stuff, you will know quickly through your espresso and your plain black coffee. So whereas like you can go to any place and have mm-hmm. a latte mm-hmm. with vanilla, caramel, whatever, and it's going to be good. Yeah. So is a lager kind of like a shot of espresso where it's like good brewers well, will have t- really good lagers? A, so what's a what what am I looking for in a shot of espresso? What's a good no, shot of well, espresso? No, this isn't a coffee podcast. <laughs> well, no. Let's have Dave what he thinks of this answer. Like I'm just, I, I'm just trying to find I'm like I'm trying to find right. that connection. No, I, I guess mean, I'm more interested in the coffee aspect. Oh, we can talk about that af- uh, off air, Jake. <laughs> yeah, or in a more loft hour. The, the coffee loft hour. No, it's the poor of... The poor, <laughs> the poor loft hour. The poor loft oh. hour. There we go. Uh, I'd say, you know, it's it's not necessarily like that because there are a lot of niche breweries like um, that do just lagers. And, you know, if they do just lagers and they can't do a good lager, then obviously there's something wrong. But... Um, that's not something you totally look for because there's a lot of breweries that will do a lager or two, but it's not something that is has to be perfect. Um, I don't think there's any certain beer that would be the main thing. It, I'd say maybe 10 years ago, it was an IPA. The American IPA was what everyone would look for, but um, I, I don't think any specific beer style anymore is what rates a brewery Mm. i think Mm. there's just so many new things out there and so many wide varieties and people now experimenting and um customers now trying new things and wanting new things like i've the rise of german breweries i think has kind of been one of those things where people are like oh i you know i do like these not necessarily more simple but a a simpler style that's done really well like Um, hefeweizen like yes i think a good Hefeweizen is excellent, but you don't see him. But I think more people are branching out a little bit to sure. see him again. But not too simple like a seltzer. <laughs> not a beer. It's a fermented beverage. It's a malternative. <laughs> it's a malternative. <laughs> we ain't here to talk about malternative beverages. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, It'll make its way on, right? Uh, I mean, will. enough local Iowa breweries make seltzer. Doesn't Peastry do some we, seltzers? And we do have a seltzer. It's called Walla Walla Ting Tang. It is an orange drink seltzer. You oh. can guess where the I've orange drink comes from. Yeah. Tang. <laughs> Sunkissed. <laughs> Sunny D. And I've had a good amount of Walla Walla Ting Tang. Fairway orange juice. It's good. Weren't there other craft seltzers before? Because I swear Peastree in the pre, like maybe during the pandemic times, had a I think cucumber it lime was, one. Yes. They, there was like two flavors, right? Yeah. Um, during the pandemic, they, we, well, I pre wasn't there yet. time, yeah. Yeah. Um, did try to do some different flavored seltzers to package to go to try to do that. But then... Once pandemic was over, kind of realized they weren't selling great, but still needed a seltzer, and so sure. settled on the Walla Walla Ting Tang, which I think tastes pretty good for a seltzer. I like it. I think it's good. I mean, it definitely. I don't think I've had it, which I guess I could. Is it's it on here. tap right now? It is on tap right now. I well, I want the mild too. You're the mild. <laughs> Just saying. You're I will mild. have some. I will. I will have something after this for sure. You must. It's a requirement, physical requirement. So you're here now. What has been your biggest obstacle transitioning, you know, into this new position? 
What's um, something you're working on right now? What's, you know? Um, the, the biggest thing that um, I was working on was I, I had a lot of, not a lot, but a little more help doing, uh, like, scheduling and ordering and maintaining connections for ingredients and things like that, where now um, I've, there's a lot more trust put into me now that I'm the one doing it kind of almost 100%. So that's kind of been a little struggle, you know, coming into a new brewery and trying to figure out what's the selling and what's not selling and stuff like that. So trying to figure out ingredients, maintaining and ordering and stuff like that has been my biggest obstacle so far at this new spot. Sure. Um, Is that empowering though? It, it, it does feel good. Um, knowing that they trust me to do it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, that, that, that really feels nice that (laughs) they, they, and they expect me to do it. So it's, puts the ownership on me at the same time yeah and you mentioned saison so now i have to ask (laughs) is that your passion project or if that isn't your passion project what is your passion project what is something you're working towards that you want us as drinkers to have of yours um well uh, uh one of my passion projects to start was i came in and they said you know we we want a 12 pack that we can sell that's a light beer. And I said, do you like Pilsners? <laughs> so, um, they said, yeah, you know, we would love to have a light beer like that. So the 99 pills was kind of something that I was allowed to come in with. And, uh, that was really nice. I wanted to make a good clean lager that a lot of people could drink, mm-hmm. low alcohol things. People would want more than one of in that sense. And then, um, if, in an ideal world, if Saison's just sold the way they should sell because they're delicious, yes, Saison would probably be my <laughs> pet project where I could sure. make one year-round and it yeah. would sell well enough that I could make it year-round. But you did spoil for us that you are working on one for the 13th anniversary, though. We, we, we are um, releasing our 13th anniversary um, beer is a Imperial Saison made with rose hips and dandelion tea. Oh, wow. I'm going to drink some of that. That sounds awesome. I will also drink some <laughs> of that. And by some of that, I mean. <laughs> so I have a follow-up a question that ma- that piggybacks off what James just mm-hmm. asked. So you've been a peace tree for six months. Yeah. So how has it been coming in as a head brewer to a brewery that has an established brand, has established recipes, while oh. also having your own passions and desires and ways that you can put your imprint on a well-known brand. Yeah, I was going to say, before you start, it's like yeah. they have a, such a legacy. In the exactly. State. They're so old in the state, one, like one of the oldest breweries in the state, so it must be intimidating to a point. Coming I mean, in when you think to... of Iowa beer, do you think of Blonde Fatale? Yeah, it's one of the beers That's, that yeah. comes to everybody's That's mind. That's one of the That's literally top three. Exactly. I mean, that is on the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. So with, with all of that, how, how has that been? It's... Uh, in, how, how have you been approaching that? How have you been working with that? Um, it was... It was intimidating coming in because, you know, I knew about Blonde Fatale and it's how big it was and was like, okay, don't screw it up. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it, you know, I had to come in and maintain and know that I'm coming into something where I'm probably not going to get to do a ton of just small batch stuff a lot. I'm going to have to maintain and make, you know, the beer exactly 
the way it's supposed to be to the best of its ability of this really well-known brand that's well-liked. It's our best seller still. So um, got to maintain that and keep it going while also trying to find room to be creative and learning about a new brewery at the same time. So it was a tough adjustment for a couple months there for sure, um, trying to maintain, especially coming in at the summer when it's really busy. And um, so it's like, not thrown to the wolves, but kind of like, here, this is busy season. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah it was like a, it was like a trial by fire. And yeah, it, it seems like you've you have succeeded. You mm-hmm. know, you've you've moved through that. Right. Yeah. In a way. I got through it, and now it's gone through the slow season. And I've been able to catch my breath and start doing a little more things. And but it's it's fun. But I'm also try- letting our other like staff members and brewers brew their own stuff. And, yeah. Stuff like that. I didn't want to come in and just take completely over on recipe development or anything. I want, I want my other staff to be able to have input and things like that. So it's a collaborative effort. Yeah, definitely. What have been some examples of that? Um, so um, our brewer Brian, he uh, he came up with the mild recipe. He was pretty happy about that. He liked it. Um, I like it. I think it's very good. Um, it's it scares little people off with the color, but it's really light to drink. That's what everyone says about Miles. It looks deceptively <laughs> dark, but then they drink so nice and light. Literally, if whomever brews a mild next, literally just call it if you know you know. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is with Miles. They're so like I've brought this up on multiple podcasts, but like same with Czech Dark Lager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that's a style I'm absurdly passionate about. It's my favorite lager. It's one of my favorite beers. When are we going to see that slow pour dark lager from uh, Lua? Let's just say Zach and I talked about it today. Hell yeah. Okay. And by that I mean, Zach, can we brew one? And Zach was like, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe at the end of summer, you know, for the fall. And I'm like, lit. Let me get, well, because he was like, you know, I really have a lot of experience with that. And I'm like, well, let me get my recipe notes together. I brewed. Did I just brew the one at Cabco? <laughs> yeah. The, the only one I remember from. The traveler's check. Yeah. yeah. Very good. I love that beer. So. Speaking of anyways. like brew schedules and stuff, like you walked in in August, a busy season. Like I assume the brew schedule for the rest of the year was already mapped out when you walked in the doors. Um. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was mapped out for like a month or two, but we were playing big time catch up on some blonde at the time. So it was kind of like had to change things around to brew that more often. But um, once it slowed down a little bit, we were able to catch up and refigure things. But I I was kind of thrown into helping with schedule too right away. So which helped me now, like I said, that bigger obstacle that I talked about earlier, it's helped me a lot now with doing scheduling and planning for the year and things like that. What kind of weight are you guys doing? Like how big is the brew house and what are the, how big are the fermenters? Uh, We have a 20 barrel brew system and uh, a couple 20 barrel fermenters, but mostly 40s. Okay. And we're packaging off of those? Yeah. Damn, that's that is some serious weight for sure. And uh, I mean, we do like some of the small batch stuff, like the mild. We'll do some eight barrel batches, mm-hmm. but otherwise, yeah, everything's coming off those twenties and forties. 
And that, so like the small batch stuff, the stuff you and your staff are doing, is that split between Knoxville and here at the Des Moines branch? No, all um, brewing now is done in, uh, or like, is it sold? That's what I mean, yeah. So like you guys, you brewed this mild. So yeah. And then any other sort of like small batch stuff, if you're doing like eight barrel batches, like are we going to see a few barrels like down here? Yeah. Every, and then a few up at uh, Knoxville? Yes. Everything brewed um, generally will go to both locations. I, okay. don't, I don't think I've seen anything not go to one of the other locations. Nice. I think we appreciate that down here in Des Moines because Knoxville is a fun place to go visit. And like that is a historic tap room at this point, I would say. No, yeah, absolutely. Definitely like a progenitor when it comes to IOCraft beer, but I can't always go there for an after work pint. <laughs> no, that's <But> true. <laughs> literally this tap room is eight minutes from where I work. So I can come down here. Have or a nice eight minutes tasty. with bad traffic. <laughs> Probably. I guess it's really it's really not that far. Mm-mm. We're on we're just on opposite sides of Des Moines, really. I mean, that's that could be very close or very far. Right. <laughs> Des Moines is not that small. Well, we don't Adele need to... Adele and Altoona can be opposite sides of Des Moines. Okay, we don't. <laughs> no, sorry, Bondurant. And I Guys, at this Adele. point, we do, we do not need to bicker on where <laughs> things are. I'm nitty, just saying... The nitty-gritty I'm just, distance podcast of I'm, Des Moines, yeah, Iowa. I'm saying after work, I can. It's, it's easier to come here than it is to go to Knoxville. That's true. True. And the fact that I can get the same beer at both places is pretty dope because there's some places that I couldn't think of a specific example, but there's definitely probably bigger brands, you know, that will have like tap room specific things. You're not going to be able to get that anywhere else, but I was small enough where if you do have a second tap room, it kind of behooves you to have everything there as well. It's really hard to, Gets, besides the weekends, to like get someone to go up to Knoxville. What if I can come down here? Also support my local East Village. Yeah. Of course I'm going to come down here and taste any of these tasty things. Yeah, I think <laughs> another big thing for like older breweries, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like it's not getting packaged on the store shelves, I assume. The the small batch stuff? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. So you're so. only going to be able to taste it at those tap rooms. Right. Like it, not only is it exclusive, but like you're not finding it on store shelves. No, and it's so if we only made it exclusive to Knoxville, it probably wouldn't gain a lot of traction just being Knoxville's that small town and stuff like that. So by having this extension in Des Moines, we're able to get it out there. And I think that's really nice. And I'm glad that we are able to split it between the two tap rooms. I think it makes things more fresh for the people coming into the tap rooms as well because they want something new, something different something they can't just get on a high store shelf. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, you know, some, some breweries are able to do those small batch canning runs, which is awesome that you can do that and get them out on the shelves, but that's just not possible for no. every brewery. Yeah. And uh, so I'm really happy that we're able to spread out these small batch brews because when I go to a brewery, those are generally the ones I look for. Yeah. Is the some of the small batch stuff. No. So go ahead. When you guys are supplying two tap rooms, do you have like some refrigerated trucks that are bringing stuff over here to Des Moines or do you guys partner with with something else? I want I just I've been curious about how that works. Um, um and if you can't get too much in the nitty-gritty, that's okay. 
essentially we have to go through our distributor. Okay, yeah. Which is it. unfortunate. <laughs> yes. So Okay, yeah. Yep. We have to go through our distributor to move it between tap rooms. Okay. And that's iBev. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I was just curious about that. That's not unusual for a lot of places around Des Moines. So if you have other places you had like Big Grove, I know also has to do the same thing. They have to sell their own beer back to Dahl. They deal with Dahl. Another whole thing. And then they have to buy it back from Dahl. So you're eating that 30% markup or whatever the markup is from the distributor. Then you have to sell it after that. Okay. But yeah. as, a, as a brewer, I have a question. Okay. What do you think your biggest strength is in brewing? Like, what do you think your specialty as a brewer is? Because I, f- I feel like if you ask any brewer what your specialty as a brewer is, everyone gives it like a different answer. Because I know James, like if I ask James, what's your f- favorite beer to brew? But what is your specialty in brewing? It could be two different answers. Oh, wow. That's an awesome question. So like like specialty as in style or just what I bring? Something that you bring to the table that's specifically you. Okay. Um that's a that is a great question. I think uh, one of my strong suits definitely is the ability to adapt, need be, uh, at what there is. Um, back in Colorado, I worked at a brewery that basically shut down during COVID, and then turned into a contract brewery. So I got a, I had to adapt to a lot of different things doing that. You know, working with five different breweries, brewing from a German brew house to a, um, as James said, newer schooler. Trademark. um, uh, I just that ability to adapt and come in and brew what needs to be brewed, and also look at what the market's doing and brew, but while maintaining having fun at the same time. A key to our jobs should be fun. (laughs) People look at people look at brewers and go, "God, man, that's the job I want." And then you go, "Nah, it's a lot of cleaning and a lot of admin work that you really don't understand." Earlier this week. I was uh, knee deep in a in a day of cleaning. And yeah. I came like <clears throat> it's like hour six or seven, and I come up and I like just tasting a beer. It's a newer beer, just seeing if it's fine. Took a few ounces, tasted it. Oh, if I could just be drinking on my job, I'm a job. No, dude, some <laughs> guys like, yep, that must be the job to have, huh? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Mm, <laughs> yep. Yum. Mm, I definitely mm, like. Did I even want to drink this beer today? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, it was like, dude, it's yes, it's fine. Yeah. The and other day, like, I came in to pick up some gear from James, and he was just starting to mash in, and you, you know, you'd been working, but like, you came out and you already had like just sweat dripping <laughs> like from from your forehead. I was like, all right, he's he's working hard, and I'm sitting having a nice lunch with my coworker at your bar. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, their brewery is warm it's very small and very Dude, closed in. it is it is uh lewis brewery is like there's no ventilation there no it and- gets very warm very moist it's today was like <laughs> double brew days are the worst and that was we were doing a double brew like i think when we came in we may have been doing a double brew day i don't know you know what it just all melts together it's just like <laughs> Every, there's no brewery that is like you would say is the perfect brew house yeah. because it gets wet <laughs> or it gets naughty or it just gets like Bleh. naughty. Yeah. It just oh. gets like, you know, like in the crevices. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How important is like 
consistent temperature or temperature control in a brew house? Like if you've got a big garage door and it's hot as balls in the brew house. Are I you, don't think. You no, that would be amazing. Not, That's I don't fine. think I've ever yeah. been in the Peastree one. I, what is the situation over there? I've been. Oh, the, the, the lack of room, heat but. and the lack of AC. So. Gets oh God! Nice and cold right now, unless you're, <laughs> unless you're standing on the brew deck where the steam's just beating you. So you can imagine that in the summer where you're bringing three shirts to work because you're yeah. peeling them off. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's literally no brew house. That's where some you're great just social like, content. I had a good time. <laughs> I mostly only have to worry about putting sunscreen on at work. That's my biggest thing. Wait, those really? Big windows. You got those big uh, windows, yeah. and then and the people summer, are like watching you too. I, the people watching is just a thing, but like during the summer, the, <laughs> the sun comes so much through those windows that if I don't put sunscreen on before work, I'll get sunburned. <laughs> It's so bad. Damn. It's double pane windows. They do nothing for UV oh, yeah. protection on my skin, though. You you think uh, you could put some like uh, like a car decal? Like yeah, a, exactly. Or like a yeah, some tint on there. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Let me let me call a Flix corporate and be like, hey, I would like people to yeah. not be able to see me as well. No, they could see you, but it was like looking at you through a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, and then it's like oh, dark and mysterious. Really cool for me. Yeah. Uh, just a quick question. I used to work in a brewery with with windows where people could watch, and I always wanted to a see cage? A yeah, monkey cage, the yeah. monkey cage. I always wanted to just spray the hose at them as they're just staring through the I window. I don't, I don't, I don't even interact with them anymore. Yeah, often I have a dumb <clears throat> fat head of myself on the outside <laughs> yes. of the window. That's right. Yeah, and, like, and you're holding that. like a stout or something. Yeah, I'm too. holding an imperial stout. And it's like if you and see Brewer Jack, you need to give him a kiss. <laughs> I know, but people will point at it and point at me and point at it and point at me and I go yeah it's me mm, love this for can me. you imagine yeah. it? I wish there was just a plaque on the ground that said this is a brewer in their natural habitat this is the yeah. the Jackamus Wilsonus and this the other person is the Gratis Lucas and like like that's literally what it should be Average uh, lifespan, the, and the, and 75 to 95. And their free time, they like to <laughs> make children mad and not be happy behind the glass. Poke at us and we'll be angry. Because people fact, pound on the windows, know? too. Oh, my goodness. Fun fact, did you know Jack Wilson likes Four Roses bourbon? Ooh, if yummy. you would like to show your appreciation. <laughs> donate a bottle of Four Roses. Donate a also, also, all listeners... Um, Brewer Dave Eichheit also likes Four Roses bourbon if you want to. It's $24. It's a good bourbon. $24 for the best base level bourbon you can get. Producer Nathan loves Small Batch Select. It's great, too, but that's not $24. No, no, it's, no. it's a little bit more expensive, but it's very good. You can buy um, a bottle, y'all. You go out there. This isn't Iowa anymore, y'all. You go out there. You go to store shelves. You look for Four Roses. You can hear the legend of the Four Roses. It's on the bottle. Yeah. It's $24. If you can find if you can find me a better equivalent price level, I would be happy to take. I would say if you could find it, it'd be Buffalo Trace. Sure, I mean, but we don't get a ton of that here. And also, I no. think that's thirty normally. No, it's not. Here. No, it's not. Well, it's twenty six. Okay. Yes, twenty six. I just more than twenty four. I just got okay, a single barrel today for twenty nine. Also, it's really funny to me. Um, Colorado Buffalo Trace is widely available. So when I came out here and right. people were Iowa's like, laws are the allotment garbage. here is stupid. Abysmal. Yes. I just kind of laughed at it. I was like, oh, that was just a normal shelf item. What's your favorite bourbon? My, I, you know, overall that's tough, but the Four Roses, which Ooh. is the price point, is just. You should, that's okay. your daily driver. That's, right? that's a daily, daily driver. That's, that's what I'm saying what's your, too. Uh, what's, what's the your, best like, you've ever had? Yeah, I was gonna, yes. Oh, the best I've ever had would probably be. Um, 
a single barrel select Maker's Mark. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Um, Maker's it, really hits like that. Those bar- barrel selects are incredible. Yeah, Maker's is good. I, I couldn't even tell you what barrel it was because it was so long ago. But those single select barrel Maker's Mark was probably the best one. Yeah, I've had. which I think is funny because for Maker's I just go, it's pretty boring in my opinion. Normal Maker's, just yes, normal bottle I Maker's. I go. This is overrated and boring, but it's fine. It's good. I think it's a good staple for your home bar. Yeah. So in my, yeah. I've got the Four Roses. I got a Maker's. Mm-hmm. I got a Woodford. Mm-hmm. I have a couple different ryes. Mm-hmm. Sazerac and um, uh, Mictors. Oh, Sazerac is good. And I have Mictors. Mictors is really good. I'm yep. more of a rye man more than yeah. a bourbon man. Yeah. Normal, as like, long as you're not drinking Bullet. <laughs> did I talk to you about this already? <laughs> no. What? I think Bullet might be the most overrated brand. of The regular bourbon's fine. But the straight, <clears throat> the rye... Yeah. Bullet is not good. Yeah. Completely yeah. overrated yeah. for yeah. sure. Especially for the price point. I think right. I think a bottle of Sazerac is the same. It's about the same. It's like not even thirty dollars. Uh, maybe just over. It's just right, over. right around like there. 32, maybe thirty four. But a but a very solid bottle. Yeah. Also, as the name implies, perfect uh spirit to make a Sazerac. And uh, I think a Sazerac is just a funner, more spicy, old-fashioned. <laughs> so honestly, question. when it's oh, sorry, ahead, last, 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 last rye thought. Mm-hmm. When it's on sale, uh, High West Double Rye is a really good buy. Oh, really? Very good mm. buy. So in in that sort of stand, like your Sazerac, your standard rye, High West Double Rye. When it's on sale, it's it's very much worth it. So, there are times where it's too high. Don't pay. Mm. High prices for it, but mm. bringing it back to beer, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> slightly, because well, I mean, we're brewers, we're you know, we're enthusiasts of all sorts of different alcohols. How do you guys feel about beer cocktails? Because you know, they were a big thing for a while, they went away. Mocktails, they went away. Like, we're seeing some people still bring in and do different beer cocktails, like beer, like even at Flicks, we do have like for breakfast, we have a beer mosa you can buy. It's our Luna Rosa with grapefruit and and uh, champagne. Okay, oh, honestly, fruit. I think the better beer mosa would be Nebulous. Oh, I agree. Because I think an IPA, if I have an IPA and it's a bad IPA. We do this if at it's D&D. Like We've older, done this before. You're right. If it's an older IPA or it's a very flavorful IPA, you hit it with a little bit of orange juice, <laughs> perfect. Like, that's like, I mean, with the Luna Rosa, we're getting to like brass monkey levels here. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about beer mosses. Yeah. Well, no, we're talking about beer cocktails. How do you feel about them in general? Good, bad? I'm fine. I, or- I think I think beer is a, a completely fine avenue to explore other flavors with other spirits, flavors, anything like that. That doesn't bother me at all. And Dave, I think there's yeah. some really good ones. I only, I've only, as the normie here, I've only ever had one. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, it was a beer Bloody Mary. Oh, Michelada. Maybe I mean it was basically uh, light. Yeah, it was. I mean it was, it was Bloody Mary mix and a lime maybe. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't care for it. I mean, I I really like bloodies as as themselves, and this just was. I was like, I'll have a bloody by itself. I'll have beer by itself. But these together, I was just didn't it care on for ice myself. or not on ice? It was on ice, and it was at a. So I think that thins it out well, too much no, as no, you're no, drinking. No, no, sorry, it. it was not on ice. Okay, damn. And it was it was at a place that <laughs> is. Uh, a high These quality establishment. I have strong yeah. feelings about uh, reputable, and I I personally did not care for it. Mm. I'm a big bloody guy, Dave. What do you think? It was definitely um, I have. I uh, we make them here at Peachtree. We do uh, have a couple of uh, beer cocktails, and I think when they're they're done correctly, they can they can work. Um, I I think um, 
I, I kind of messed around one day and was just messing around and made one. <laughs> I did a like an old fashioned take, did some some simple syrup, uh, bourbon, and our sweet and tart cherry sour. Ooh. And kind of mm. and blended those together, um, and that turned out pretty well. So that sounds awesome. I would definitely try that. I, I think it kind of just depends on who can make it and like james said the flavors going together i think you can try to get somewhere doing that i i think it's if people want to have fun with it you know in the beer world let them have fun is anyone doing a mexican light lager into a margarita yeah it's, uh we call it a loot we, well we've done it in the past we call it it's called lucha libre as okay. ours we call it yeah. a lucha rita because like that's the that's the current that's rita, corona, right rita, yeah, yeah. I, just, I just didn't know if there was anyone who was doing like their own take on that i mean i've never had and, one and, no it's fine it, it's the problem i have with a lot of beer cocktails is they get they feel thinned out because of yeah. the beer aspect of it because they overuse the beer because they go oh it's beer it has mm. to be 12 ounces of beer instead of like just making proportions with what a cocktail would be normal yeah but I, I also think that in the day now where most breweries, native breweries, can have liquor and stuff, we're just not seeing as many of them now, which is a shame or not a shame. I just, I, I'm not sold on it either way. Do you think now that breweries can have native liquor, there might be more experimentation? Maybe. I, I don't know if we've now seen that it's a, a it's ton an, of it, it's though. It's easier, you know, well, it just started this year, you know, for for more for breweries yeah. to be able to have a liquor mm. license. Well, the only reason one. I keep asking people about this yeah. is because next month we're doing a Super Mario beer for Super Mario. Yeah. When does this go live? <laughs> this might be old news at this point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you went and saw Super Mario. No, it's first, April, First week it? of April. Yeah. Well, this will be perfect timing then because we got a Princess Peach Bellini. Ooh. We're doing a Bellini-inspired beer where we do champagne and the raspberry at the bar. That sounds kind of yeah, it great. sounds fun. Yeah, so hopefully, I have a feel. We'll find out. We'll can see. I can I talk real quick about the smile? Yeah. Are there any smoke malts in here? I don't believe so. Are there? There's very. It's, it's, it has a very like, very like high roast character, that is like, giving me a little bit of possible smoke. I I think it has the um, Carafa three in it. Okay. But I. That was kind of hmm. made right, like around when I was coming in. That was what oh, was the this recipe. not your beer? This wasn't mine. This was uh, our uh, other my coworker Brian's beer. Oh, you had mentioned that. So this is how much I'm not paying attention. Apparently, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure um, uh, Carafa Three was in it. Okay, sure. It's if it was weird. a mix of stuff, I, I understand what you're saying. There is like a smokiness to it. I think it is roast. I think it's a roast mm. character. I, no, I think it's a very like over five, 500. Like it's very much like, yes, it's very, it's very like, if there was pleasant cr- and soft, mm-hmm. but it's giving me this like just a subtle smokiness. If that, do you think it could be a combination of Care for Three and Roast Barley? Because Care for Three is the, you know, a Belgian sure. roast, right? For sure. There's or some a sort German of like, roast. Yeah, wall. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but that's just the first thing that hits me is there's just very slight touch of ham. Hmm. Just smokiness. Yeah. Subtle smokiness. Yeah, to subtle me, smoke was Jack's comes nickname off in high school. Because I was yeah. smoking cigarettes. <laughs> to me, <laughs> I've never smoked a cigarette to this day. No, yeah. Me I have. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that for sure. You're old enough, so. 
you're older than me. <laughs> I know. I'm saying you said you have to this point. I'm like, okay, it's legal. I bet I've had under thirty cigarettes in my life. No, that's not true. Under fifty? Yeah. Uh, my friend Matthew Barker is gonna love this shout out on here. So, uh, Professor Matthew Barker once spent a semester in China. I wasn't there. Smoking for this cigarettes? One. He once put. 20 cigarettes in his mouth at once. Oh my. Did he? Do you remember the oh, meme that's of the spy yes. from Team Fortress 2? Yeah. Where it's whatever. Do you remember Team Fortress yeah. 2? Yeah, I know Team yeah. Fortress 2, but I don't know the meme. There's a meme from forever going There's a million that, cigarettes and, in the and, man's and mouth. He yeah. opens his mouth. Yeah. And he got like a billion cigarettes in his mouth. So he tried to re- replicate that, but also do it for real. So they were all lit too. Oh that would make you. <laughs> Is that based on lung cancer? Like instant? You know, to this day, mm. I don't think he has lung cancer, <laughs> uh, but I don't know if he's gotten checked. However, he is a strength and conditioning coach, so he's fairly healthy. Okay, that well, is, that's good. That is a violent amount of cigarettes. <laughs> like, Very violent. There's Obviously, you guys haven't smoked cigarettes. <laughs> I don't know if you've smoked cigarettes. I, I, a while ago. You, okay, you've, you're, you're familiar with uh, Lady Tobacco. Yes. But like, <laughs> what about cigars uh, it's, and hookahs? And it's, like very that? Madam easy, tea. it's very easy to get sick off of tobacco for sure. <laughs> Nicotine is not a forgiving. No joke. Alter, alterant drug. Drug. I yeah. don't know what I'm saying, but I'm like, tobacco is wacko. Yeah. So, well, oh, it's speaking fine, of actually. that, though, let's bring that back around. Shout so out. You get, it's Man, what a podcaster sm- over here. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle smokiness back to tobacco, right? You can get, like, that yeah. same sensation. Like, if it's a tobacco-iness, I could definitely see, like, if... Yeah. yeah. Me, personally, I perceive tobacco flavor sometimes as a smoky flavor and stuff. Because but you've I'm never not, had tobacco. Cor- correct. But I can smell tobacco. So you don't I've know what it's tobacco. like. I've never smoked it, but I can smell Jack, it. Jack, if you wanted to be a better brewer, you'd smoke a cigarette. No, actually, I think that would make my brewing worse. No, it my would, palate would it be would worse. Make it better. You just have to smoke the one. No, and you never have to smoke it again. I'm going to turn you into Noreen. Noreen, he's pressuring me. Just say no, Jack. I'm saying. I bet no. Noreen's Perfect. had a cigarette. Noreen, let us know. We should if cut that part. We should cut <laughs> that. Just say no, Jack. I'm saying no. I bet everyone on the board has had a cigarette. <laughs> Except for maybe John Martin. But I bet he's had a cigarette in college. I'm trying to think now. I, I see what you mean. Though. Okay, so I, I definitely do get tobacco as a flavor okay, note yeah. in beer, or especially, especially in the finish. There are time, yeah, yeah I'm, we're, we're there. Like, it's with darker beers, roastier beers. Yeah. There's times Imperial where my finish... stouts often. Yeah, my finish reminds me really of nice tobacco. It's really nice, yeah. If it's like... If it's... Very well layered. Like I think tobacco and chocolate is a good mm-hmm. yeah. combination, and then you can actually add darker fruits to that as well. And I think that makes a very well, very like interesting, complex, and hopefully balanced. Well, stout I think we're losing well. a lot of the tobacco flavor as we move on to newer stouts and the sweeter stouts. Yeah, we're not definitely. getting as much as that tobacco. Well, we're totally getting. fine with me on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've a, uh, I've drank a fair amount of Scotch ales that give that tobacco-ness sure. with, with the hint of that chocolate. And I think you can find them there if you can find a brewery that brews scotch ales anymore. I mean... Every now and then. Yeah. Capco has one right now. Do they? Uh, mm-hmm. Huge tracts of land. Right? Yeah. Great beer name. It's a good beer name. Okay, so 
<clears throat> Scotch Ale, Wee Heavy, are they synonymous the or are they different beers? <sighs> I think they're, they're different. No, the technically, the if same? you go with the BJCP, they're the same beer. Wee Heavy okay. and Scotch Ale. So Lion, Scotch Lion Ale Bridge does than, some Wee Heavies. Scotch Ale, though, different than Scottish Ale. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, okay. You have to remember there's like two different light versions of a Scottish Ale and then a <laughs> Scotch Ale and a Wee Heavy. Yeah. Well, you get like the 60 shilling, all that bullshit. Oh, there's all those too. Oh, yeah. I like have a... 120 like, shilling. I have a... Not a visceral reaction, but I have an aversion to very heavy, malty beer with like that like huge darker fruit. You don't know, like the like the plum flavors. raisininess of it? No. Oh. Like I don't no. like quads. But they tend at to be all. pretty sweet though. I, I do love a good quad. I love a good quad, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Barb. <laughs> well, shout out to the me? I had one once. <laughs> you didn't win a medal, though. You don't Bod shout Golston. out yourself, Jack. Come on. Jack, I did last time. Jack, yours was very good. Oh, thank there you. We go. There we go. <laughs> Fine. We got it. It's here. It was good. <laughs> I'm just not. Also, oh, man, when you when you start going down the Belgian track, you're losing me. I So Same. I like... Dunkle, don't like I, it. So I like doubles and quads more. I like Tropels quite a bit. But. Then I like Trapels and like Belgian singles or Belgian strong mm. golden or anything like that. However, I Belgian turned a, I turned a corner on Trapels last year mm-hmm. or a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Which was the one that helped you turn that corner? That's a good question, actually. Uh, it was actually a European Trappist one, so I don't I don't remember exactly. I was given it as a gift from my old boss, and I do not remember. We shared it together, and I don't remember a lot of that night. <laughs> mm. Thank you, Belgian Trapel. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that wasn't the only beer we had, but it was the beer we started off with, nice. and that's not a good start. Hey. <laughs> or a great start. Just like crack, like cracking open a Black Tuesday as like your first beer on a beer share night. You know yeah. what's even worse is opening a Black Tuesday on your last beer. <laughs> mm. Well, then you—that's a—that's called a mistake. Yeah, because you—you do not know what you're drinking. That's called—that's mainly getting dumped. <laughs> that's what's happening. Or thrown up. <laughs> Why are you staring at me? He's staring at me now. He's I'm having flashbacks to the last time I black <laughs> I just I, he just looked at me in the eyes. I'm like, I don't know. I can't see what you're seeing. I was starting to disassociate. Oh no! I'm sorry. We're gonna start live streaming these podcasts. So you can see these moments. I wish if we could just have it like this will go on the YouTube channel. That we need. <laughs> It'll just be like the recording will be behind us. Yeah, there's yeah. just a webcam Very in the corner. Scary. <laughs> Such good uh, video. Yes. Do you have a pretty big seller? Like of like personal. Yeah. Personal. Um, yeah. I used to. Um, kind of cleaned it out when I moved here Smart. to Iowa. Oh, you probably have some stupid stuff in Colorado. Oh, I had, I had some fun stuff. Oscar stuff from New Belgium. Um, uh, um, Odell has the. Uh, 90 shilling double called 180 shilling, which was oh, one of my... Oh, yeah. Yum. One, very good. Um, Would you say that's a scotch ale? <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's close to a wee heavy. Yes. <laughs> Did you know uh, River North yes. Brewing? Okay, so last year, my 22% beer was uh, their anniversary beer from last year. Good it was incredible. Lord. River North, Mr. Sandman is a stupid beer. It's so good. Yeah, they're good. Love them. Um but yeah, there was, and then Funkworks always had some oh, good yeah. barrel aged stuff that I really enjoyed. I always try to bring one back. Um, 
I did bring one back that I'm going to probably crack open. I don't want to sell her too long. <laughs> it's level 13. It's basically a Imperial Quad Ale. <laughs> so, oh, good Lord. Yeah. If you don't like quads, you probably wouldn't like it, but... Um, yeah. He's like, let me try a tiny <laughs> little bit of it yeah. so I can judge it. If it was at a share, I would try it, yes. But, I mean, I... As brewers, of course. You as know, brewers, You got to try yeah. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, gotta, you never know, you know until you find the right one. <sighs> yeah, and you shouldn't be closed off to experiences. He's trying okay? to get me to smoke cigarettes again. Yeah. When, I'm, when I'm at a share <laughs> with... And what I'm saying, Jack, <laughs> is you need to smoke this camel menthol. Okay? <laughs> but he's got it in his hands, <laughs> listener. He's handing it to me. It's already lit. We told him... Yeah, we told him <laughs> to light this So when I'm at a... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else has already been smoking it, but Jack won't. I'm All a right. good little boy. <laughs> All right, so when I've had a share with friends, like if there's something that I, uh, I don't prefer or would be wasted on me, I always like to get a chance to try it. But like I tell my friends, like, hey, you guys need more pours than I do. Like, don't don't pour this even. Just give me a little bit, because there are certain beers where I just don't get it, or it's just not right for my palate, and I. If other friends like really, really love it, I want to make sure that they get it, and they're not just like I'm not just sitting with a half full glass that I'm throwing down the drain. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I was just thinking, uh, I was thinking about guest experience and interacting with people that actually consume your beer, and you know, I was thinking of the you need to try the beer before you decide because you've never had the one beer like could it get you into the style like an IPA if you've never had one, you got to find mm-hmm, the right one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In previous jobs and stuff, how much guest interaction did you have, and how, do you find it different now that you're more removed or are you trying to find ways to be more like guest interactive or is that just not a thing on your radar? Um, I used to work a uh, tap room a little bit um, at, in Colorado. So I was face to face while with the guests and it's, it's, it is a, a change moving to the back in a ways it's, it's nice not having to deal with guests, but I do, um, really like to try and branch out and see what they want and what they really do like. So I do try to branch out as much as I can. When I, when I go out and I'm done with the day, sometimes I like to just sit and have my shift beer out and talk to the, our customers a little bit just to get their reactions and stuff. And I try to do events when I can and stuff. Like I just did beer or burr fest. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which you guys infected the entire place with red balloons. Yes, yes, we did. We're, we're going to create a rule that there are no more balloons allowed at Burfest. It was so many balloons. <laughs> All right, story time. Let's go. What, what happened? So so our 99 pills was just about to be released. and oh, this so comes full circle to a story <laughs> I heard earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the 99 pills was just about to be released, so we decided to do a little pun on it and have 99 red balloons at Burfest. <laughs> so we got a helium tank and got a bunch of red balloons with our logo on it and tied them up. And we just had them under our tent originally. People were like, can we have a balloon? And we're like, absolutely you can. So started handing out balloons. And it was funny because they would just tie them to their wrist and you could just look out and just see 
a sea of red balloons. Awesome. I mean, that that is incredible marketing and draw to your tent. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. It Didn't was... know where it started. And then I went and looked, and I was like, oh, my God, they're handing out balloons to everybody? But these people aren't well-behaved <laughs> with these balloons. You can't trust these people with balloons. People were, like, popping you them in between each other. You trust adults with balloons. No, and then they were scaring other people by popping other people's balloons. <laughs> You are going to get them banned. From yeah, we are. Perfect. <laughs> We're definitely make, getting a rule because of us, I'm sure. How many got lost in the ceiling at the convention At center? least oh. 10 to 15. You could just watch them flow up. It was crazy. <laughs> now, you're not going to bring those to the Iowa Craft Beer Festival, no. I assume, that's no. outside. No, I don't think we plan on doing that. What if you hand out balloon stickers? That seems much oh, tamer. That does, that does. And that way, people are only. Balloons. There are only ninety nine stickers. Ooh. Oh, that so there's you have to get there. It's limited. There's some yeah. like hype and they're numbered. It. They're numbered. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, we're, <laughs> here. You go. You're welcome. But there's actually only ninety eight stickers. You skip one number. <laughs> Just one random one in the middle. You have to hand them out one by one though, because you know there'd yes. be somebody that comes up to the table, and goes stickers, and yeah. steals like six of right. them, and then slaps them on their chest. Because you've gone to a beer fest before, yeah. and there's always that like couple of drunk people that are just covered in stickers from every brewery ever. Yeah, like what a waste of a sticker. Could it be the kind yeah. of thing that you maybe save for the VIP hour? No, because some of them are or... even worse. <laughs> <laughs> They're just ones with money. <laughs> yeah, they paid more to get in there, and then they seem entitled, and then they take more. Like, honestly, <laughs> no offense to like people that buy the VIP tickets, but there are people that ruin it for you because there are people that go, I bought the VIP ticket. Pour me more beer. Oh, Absolutely. Because yeah. you have the special beers, right, for the yeah. VIP hour. And there's a yeah. hundred, like, if there's a hundred of them, 30 of them are going to go, well, I bought the VIP ticket. Can you pour me more? And I go, no, I can't. <laughs> I don't care if it's your birthday or you bought a VIP ticket. I'm not pouring you more. Yeah, that's that's tough. It's so VIP do not get the stickers. The stickers come out after VIP's over. Yeah. Or yeah. or five. Five stickers for <laughs> VIP. You gotta come to us first. Or you, you know, you literally have to hand them out one at a time. Yeah. Yeah, you I think like when people get a beer, you like boom, yep. stick them on stick I was em. gonna say, but if maybe you just do five an hour or like oh, ten yeah. an hour, twenty five an hour separated, so that way the VIP can't take them all. Yeah, for sure. Because if the VIP knew there was something even more limited, they would take it all. <laughs> because that is their prerogative. Yeah. These dang people and their VIP hours. You're special, <laughs> but you're not that special. <laughs> and also, if a brewer came up and asked for a sticker, you think they're not going to get a sticker? Yeah. yeah. So only ninety nine. Only ninety nine. Yeah. And then we'll save. Yeah, like you said, we'll have. We'll save one that's not distributed so people freak out because there's not 99 <laughs> you stickers. Get a, you get a group of 99 <laughs> people together like, we got the stickers. This Let's last count. one's an NFT. It's a one-on-one. <laughs> one on one. You're going to make so much money off this sticker. You just scan a QR code and it's like... The sticker has a QR code on it for the, <laughs> the NFT of the sticker because that's how you make your money. <laughs> you listen to me, Brewers Guild? Don't pretend that economy... Don't pretend the NFT economy crashed. We got this. <laughs> we need Brewers Guild NFTs. Oh, my goodness. Dave, your face could be an NFT. Oh, okay, great. We'll just slightly <laughs> change your eyes and we'll have 40 of them. All right. There's value there. <laughs> I, I swear there's value there. If bored monkeys can be a thing... So, Ooh, Jack, can we turn first. your uh, fat head into an NFT? Uh, it's not digital, so no. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
Now, if you want to take a picture of me right now and then <laughs> put it on the blockchain, you know, different story. It's absolutely an NFT. Oh, goodness. <sighs> oh, man. So what are you excited for coming up this year? Uh, you know, I'm... I... This is going to sound weird because I'm from out of state, but the Iowa State Fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you uh, come before it? Then? I did. I did come before it, but I didn't get a chance to go because um, my wife and I got sick. So we didn't oh, really no. get a chance to yeah. go. Um, so I'm actually kind of looking forward to the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> now, what about it are you looking forward to? Um just the craziness i've heard all about it yeah it's good people watching yeah and i yeah. i am excited yes. <laughs> for the the iowa state fair beers mm-hmm. yeah that that sounds really fun and interesting so yeah. peace tree in the past had done some of one they've always been part of the like I've always seen about the four yeah. yeah no but they're normally one of the four that produces oh. a beer specifically for the state oh, okay. fair i think the last time i had one we did a glittered don't want to talk about glitter. <laughs> Strawberry lime brute IPA. Oh, okay. And we call this it strawberry limelight. Because oh. it was like a limeade yeah. sort of situation. Strawberry right. limeade. Yeah. I and think we did a cookie beer. A yeah, it was cookies. It was a it was a pastry lager, I is believe. Barn is Barnhouse Pickle Beer one of the four? No, it used to be, but then okay. they're not doing that anymore. Oh, okay, it was okay. one of the first few. And then what else was there? There was a, a vanilla funnel cake beer from reclaimed rails oh, I believe okay. is one of them and then one year cabco did a hot dog beer <laughs> oh a corn dog ale that was before james though so it was a, a dunkel i think maybe with cornbread and i don't know what else to make it uh hot dog or corn dog flavor how close jack were you to make a hot dog beer when everything everywhere all at once came out uh i mean i hadn't seen it so i wouldn't have known to make a hot dog <laughs> beer for the movie but I mean, this that corn dog beer was weird, like not in a good way. Wait for the fair. Yeah, we were talking about the state fair. Yeah. Oh, that Aaron made. Yeah. Uh, do you? So wouldn't it have been fun if you instead of like normal strike water and mash water, you used hot dog hot water? Dog water. <laughs> what, what do you think the pH of hot dog water is? Say probably salty, right? It's probably <laughs> real salty. Would have had to be like a. Goza? I, I was going to say, are you using hot dog water in the goes? <laughs> it can be done. Salted caramel stout. With hot with dog water? Sure. Hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, so we were talking about like uh, the, the state fair beers, because he said he's looking forward to the state fair this year. And stuff that he's looking forward to oh. for the coming year. Being nice. new to Iowa. Yeah. The fair is an event. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the fair is fun. The fair is very fun. Um, I mean, I'm not a fair person. But like spending one solid day there, yes, one is day, awesome. You go to the Iowa craft beer tent, you drink a bunch, you go try to find the new foods, yep, do a little bit of people watching, yep. and then you leave. Yeah, and it's perfect. And get the bucket of cookies from the Varied <clears throat> Industries building. I would say do your best to manage your FOMO about the food. You're not gonna find the perfect food. I killed myself one one day trying to find the it's perfect weird. food, and I right walked now. everywhere, <laughs> and I just was miserable. So just like. If something looks good, just get it. So you're saying manage expectations. Manage expectations with the fair food. Because the I will curds, tell you, cheese I, curds slap. I went out and I found the red velvet funnel cake. It wasn't any better than a regular one. Regular funnel cakes, incredible. I mean, red velvet's a lie in general, anyway. So. <laughs> Disagree. It's chocolate. It's dyed chocolate. It's dyed chocolate. I mean, chocolate. it is, but it's not. Do you like chocolate? 
If it was I, just I a chocolate I have to preface this and cake. say that I have my wife makes me a red velvet cake every year for my birthday. Oh. Yeah, but she probably does it right where she actually has the other things that used to make it an yeah, actual she has, red she velvet. Yeah, she hates cake. it. She literally only does it for me. She blends velvet and red things. <clears throat> it's it's cacao powder and and vinegar. Apparently it's yeah, supposed to make this chemical red. reaction Correct. and make it like She's doing it right though. Red. I, I don't guarantee know if she does they that. aren't doing that though. I just know when she makes it it's incredible. So she hates doing it, but she does it for you. That's, That's called love. love, baby. Yeah. Right, but also, like, how are you loving your wife in that? What the hell? What is this, the <laughs> therapy podcast? Hey, I'm just kidding. Do you appreciate your wife? We're going to go around. Does everybody appreciate, do appreciate their wife? wife. I appreciate hey, Dave, do you appreciate wife. your wife? I sure do. How, how long have you been with your wife? Uh, we've been married for two years. <laughs> okay, see? Yeah, all right. Two? Two. Oh, no. I'm just over two, yeah. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. I got so married in 2016, similar. so I'm going to get old. How old are you, Dave? Coming up on seven. I'm 36. Yeah, 2016. We're all in our 30s. That's yeah. right. 30s. I'm not. You're well, not you're in your the 30s producer yet. Institute, yeah. so I turn you know. 30 next week. He's not, oh, even, yeah. he's not even a brewer. <laughs> you're essentially there. <laughs> he's not even a brewer. You're essentially there. <laughs> all right, so you mentioned uh, being excited for the state fair. Is there, is there anything that uh, anything else state fair-wise that you're excited for or that we kind of jumped over work-wise, other stuff? Um. You know, just about the state fair, just all of it in general, I was excited for. Um, Work-wise, uh, I'm just excited for where we're going and what we're doing and uh, maintaining who Peachtree has been mm. um, and keeping those core values that we have, but also trying to expand and branch out and become better with new things, and um, but maintaining what brought people there in the first place and why people want to come to peace tree Heck so, yeah yeah um i'm just really excited to be a part of it and this half year has been awesome so i'm really looking forward to the next half year and then hopefully the years beyond that yeah, yeah i'm looking forward to see what you do too like um when i reached out uh for the podcast i was like i actually don't know the brewer right now so it was uh it was good to connect with you and get this whole thing rolling yeah, it was really nice that you reached out. I'm glad. It's very nice to meet people in the brewing world. I haven't had a chance to meet a ton of the the Iowa brewers community yet, being still. And we are the cream of the crop. <laughs> I would agree. I am specifically the cream of the crop. Um, I wallow in the filth. <laughs> I just want to ask real quick, because I know it's a passion for all of us, but are you a big fan of barrel-aged beer? I do like barrel-aged beer. I have a couple things aging right now. Oh, heck Ooh. yeah, let's go. Um, uh, I don't, if you saw the, the Stout of David that's on tap right now is aging in uh, malt whiskey barrels and bourbon barrels. Is oh. Specific okay. brands, you want to say, or no? Uh, the barrels came from Foundry. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And, um, some local support. We also have a, a, the Blonde aging in an Iowa distilling bourbon barrel okay, right nice. now heck yeah so um a couple little small things right now and then we got a couple things that we're thinking about coming up in the works yum too. sweet so i'm a big fan of i like ba stuff for sure mm-hmm. big barrel age fan yeah. yeah same it's a it's a huge point of romanticism for me especially for the brewing industry like when you talk about like when you wax poetic about the brewing industry it's always barrel age stuff it is well and like we mentioned before, like Saison, Saison. mixed yeah. firm stuff. Like that is the, you know, very deeply tied to the roots of uh, more antiqui- antiquity driven beer, you know, like yeah. 
Yeah. Pilsner, technically, fairly new style. In the grand scheme of things. In the yeah. grand scheme of things. Obviously, it's like, what, 1800s? Like, it's however it is. I was going to get more specific, but I couldn't. Speaking <laughs> of romanticism with barrel-aged beers, one thing that I really like, and I don't know if I'm just now more aware of it, but I feel like I've been seeing more and more breweries highlight the barrels they're using, as opposed to just saying barrel-aged stout. And that's, that's fun. I, ca I can't necessarily say every time I have a beer, I can sort of discern or distinct, distinguish, like, oh my gosh, that's, that's that. But I think it is a fun part, and if that's... If it's, you know, just marketing for the brewer that they can think, sell more, great, sell I don't care. I think but. a lot of it is honestly marketing. Yeah, a lot of it is marketing. fun, though, the as larger, a user. The larger breweries, drinker, though, that sorry. make caves of barrel-aged beers, they're not using all the same brands. Yeah. So that's why you don't see a lot of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah that in makes sense. Iowa, when we're smaller and, you know, more agile, like, Well, it's literally, like, some of those things is literally only two barrels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two, I'm talking about the beer that's coming out of two whiskey barrels, which is probably, let's assume for, I don't know, there's 45, there's 90, so there's three bar three brewer's barrels coming three out of it. Three brewer's barrels. <laughs> three brewer's barrels, not a lot of beer, probably some adjuncting going on. If not, there's still loss. You're not yeah. getting a lot of packaged goods. So, of course, at that point, right. you can definitely say, yes, this came out of Eagle Rare Barrels or whatever yeah. you want to talk about. But you're right. It was like KBS. Well, yeah. Right. Or, yeah. or like Goose Island. They always the, they always talk about like this year's Goose Island was a blend of barrel-aged sure. stout in this, 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 it, this barrel. It, it also gives like the people, it gives the people well, yeah. something to think of. And if like people that like barrel-aged beers, specifically bourbon barrel-aged ones, often when they're buying it, they know the bourbons yeah. that they're going to. And so if you say... This came out of a Michter's Rye Barrel, or this came out of Woodford Double Oak Barrels. They can go. I still think it's I, bullshit. I, I mean, know what to expect of certain flavors coming out of that beer. I, I mean, think I, got, I think your expectations should be more based on the malt bill. Yes. Yeah. Or expected malt bills, like depends on how what the barrels gonna have, are. Well, that's what I'm saying is like it doesn't matter what the brand is, but if you like know these barrels are high rye, mm -hmm. or they're going to be traditional bourbon, or they're going to be more malt forward. Yeah. Stuff like that, like that is going to have a greater impact on your beer than saying like, yeah, all these beers were Mickners. Right. Well, but what sells better? <clears throat> no, definitely that does. I mean, I got, and I'm not but, upset but about it not at all. Saying the brand though isn't wrong, but it does get people excited and their brain. So even if the yep. flavor's not there, their brain keys into a flavor, then they're, it's ready at the tip of their tongue. No, and I be agree like, with I taste you. it in there, even if it's not really there. I yeah. agree with you. I mean, 100%. I got suckered into uh, Wel Weldworks has the their, old rip. Yeah, I mean, they've yeah. got their Medianoche stout, which I've had other Medianoches from them that have been adjuncted. They've not been specific about what they've been Have you drank this one in. yet? No, it's going to be so good. I've heard that town smells like farming <laughs> manure. But it does. from living close to it, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Medianoche by itself is a phenomenal beer, and I've yeah. always been blown away by that. But then I was seeing this year that they had... The Buffalo Trace, they had a bunch of barrels from the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection sure. that they were selling at the tap room. And then oh, wow. they did the Old Rip. And, like, I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a weeded whiskey. So it's not going to be super, like, rye. Rye is so distinctive. Weeded whiskeys are very, wheat, whiskeys, wheat, wheat bourbon's like, very subtle. It's very soft. It's very sweet. So, like, you're going to get some bar barrel characteristic. But, like. And it helps the, with more, like, chocolate forward stuff. Right. 
the Medianoche beer itself is going to be shining. And mm-hmm. then it's it's just, it, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. fun to drink no, a beer out sure. of an old de- rip barrel. It definitely is. And <laughs> if you can say that that is what it came out of, 100%, that's awesome. But I it's think it's marketing. more the build yeah. than it is the brand. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would say. I mean, say. it's just a marketing push. And it's if you have the barrels with the good-looking heads on them. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's also, yeah, that's a way to resell the barrels, yeah, too. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've only had one one back-to-back barrel-aged out where it was just barrel and beer, and I could distinguish between the two beers. Same same recipe, different barrels, aged for the same time. There was but it's beer, only been there once. was barrel. But there were two different there barrels. There was time. Beer, barrel, time. Two different barrels. But that's the only time I've ever been able to distinguish. Well, this has been a conversation. It's been great. I've, I've had a good. great time. Thanks for coming out and enjoying some beer with me. Thanks for letting us drink your beer. Yeah, of course. It was great to meet you. And I hope we uh, keep moving forward with uh, mm-hmm. you know getting to know each other better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you have any uh, social media or call to action you want the listeners yeah. to check 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 oh, things out at? Yes, definitely. Uh, follow Peace Tree Brewing on Instagram. It's at Peace Tree Brewing. Uh, if you're in Knoxville, there's a at Peace Tree Tap Room. If you're in Des Moines, it's at Peace Tree Des Moines Tap Room uh, on Instagram. And Facebook is at Peace Tree Brewing. And you can also decide Knoxville or Des Moines Tap Rooms as well on Facebook. Do you have any personal plugs? Is there like a YouTube channel? you're really enjoying right now i don't i don't know i mean i i watch a lot of twitch so you know i just watch people play video games a lot i'm a, what's your favorite video game that you're watching play right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to ask that question jack is also a big twitch guy i'm a big twitch guy yep i'm not yeah. a twitch guy but i'm a big gamer Elden are, you, Ring. are you watching hogwarts i am not watching hogwarts Elden Ring, I, valorant what are some I, other I, things people like i um, kind of watch overwatch Retro. too Retro, too, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of watch retro nice. gamers. Yeah, like uh, people that speed run old video games is kind of the stuff that I'm. Yeah, that's cool. Watch kind of the most. Hell yeah. Okay, I'm into that. <laughs> Do you have any random Twitch channels you want to plug? <laughs> yeah, the beer hall. The beer hall, the one I run <laughs> every Tuesday. <laughs> it's these uh, jabronis. These two guys, these two silly guys, and also um, Pokemon. What was the thing? It was really Let's, big in Pokemon uh, oh, Go. Twitch plays Pokemon. Twitch plays Pokemon. Go yeah. back and watch. <laughs> That's literally what my like my handle is on Twitch is uh, Bird Jesus, yeah. which was one of the main players in the first run through. Amazing. Yeah. Anyways, Peace Tree for sure. Yeah. Everyone go follow them on everything that was mentioned. <laughs> no TikTok though. Uh, we do have a TikTok actually. Oh. So um, I don't do many of the TikToks, so I don't know much about it, but I'm assuming it's at Peace Tree Brewing as well. I'm going to assume that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll be able to find it if it's yes. not. Yes. If you just search Peace Tree Brewing, I'm sure it'll be the first thing that pops up. Perfect. I'm not on TikTok because I have to restrict myself from it. <laughs> Seriously. I got way into it when I was running CabCow's account. Um... This has been the Vorloff Hour. You can find us at the Vorloff Hour on Facebook, on Instagram, the Vorloff Hour at gmail.com. Please talk to us. Comments, concerns, questions. 
any of those things. Anything. Rate us five stars. Rate us five <laughs> stars on everything, please. Or one please. star. Just rate us. <laughs> Just rate us, please. We need your ratings. We want your ramblings. We want to engage with you, okay? We've gotten some actual fantastic engagement, but do you want to be a part of that? You could. Go from if, a listener to a comment lever. Yeah. Do you want to be on the show? Because you will, because we're going to talk about you on the Morloff Hour. We will talk about you. And we want to talk about you. If you have any questions that you can send in, we will, uh, we will talk about those. We will uh, answer your listener questions. That's we how will. we will talk about you. That's how we'll talk about you. And if you want to, well, I mean, get personal, dude. We can help you. We're not licensed therapists. <laughs> We're beer therapy. But we can therapize. We can definitely therapize. Yeah. Therapize pastry stout. And if you have other questions too, you can send it to Peace Street. Nathan, I made that I made that motion <laughs> no. like twenty minutes ago. <clears throat> We're getting on Nathan's nerves here. No, I love this. <sighs> That's it. That's the show. We Thanks, everybody, it. for listening. Thank you. And thank, thank you, you, Dave, again for joining us. Yes, thank yeah, you thank for you. having me. It's been a pleasure. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. This has been a production of the Vorloff Hour, the official podcast of the Iowa Brewers Guild. Special thanks to Andrew Hoyt for the intro music and Balanced Scale Media, LLC, for our sponsor segments and outro music. Find the Vorloff Hour wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.